Nights. Welcome in to Pod with uh, Brandon and Chris. We are Sans Jordan uh, for the day. Uh, Sans, okay. Sans, All right. Sans, Sans like, like Jordan today. He, uh, he uh, decided to uh, call out sick today. Um, yeah. You know, not showing up to work as usual, but... Nothing else going on. Nothing else going on. Sure. <laughs> Nothing else going on. Um, uh, nevertheless, we are back at it with another episode of Pod. Yeah, we don't uh, have our, our cool little gadgets today because um, the the unnamed streaming service who we do not work with right now um, <laughs> is now making us pay money for their product. I, whatever, dude. I, I don't. You know, I don't even want to talk about it because it makes me upset. Hey. Um, hey, you know, after, I don't have my, last... I don't have my, yeah, Brandon's probably psyched about this. But oh, I'm I, psyched. After last episode, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with Zoom. Good with Zoom I don't have, now. I don't have my, my, my fucking soundboard today. I added so many new sounds coming into this episode, <laughs> dude. I guess we'll I'll just have to another time. put them on after whatever. Yeah, yeah right. We'll, yeah. We'll, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll put some money into this, in this, into this thing. <laughs> It's the it's the work of our of our intern. The intern's got to put all that stuff together in editing, so we'll we'll have him do that. Yeah, but whoever that reg- is, whoever the tech <laughs> guy is. Regardless, uh, big week in wrestling since the last time we talked. Uh, a lot huge of stuff week. has happened. Huge, uh, huge week. week. We had uh, Vince finally stepping down. Um, <clears throat> Triple H taking over. We'll, we'll start there. We got a lot of stuff with AEW and ROH that happened, but yeah, yeah. the unthinkable has happened. Uh, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon has stepped down as CEO of uh, WWE. And, you know, like we talked about this when it happened, man, like it was like, it wasn't like a, sh- it was a shock for sure that it happened, yeah. but like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a, like, it wasn't like a surprise. Like it wasn't like out of the blue. No, right? no, like no, it, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I think for me, like it was, you know, we talked after it happened, but like, it just, you know, we kind of, I kind of saw it coming, but I just didn't expect it to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like a, you know, what else could they do? Like, is Vince going to get away with this stuff? But I think there's still something coming that is really kind of spooking him into the point of like, you know, yeah. leaving. So, and I mean, um, it's, it's positive, dude. I, I mean, we're t- like, just to talk about the business end with, you know, the yeah. WWE stock went up almost 10 points today. Um, yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, that was three days ago, uh, but it's, it shot up more since then. So like, I'm, yep. on Monday after the weekend, so that's after SmackDown. And I believe this data was taken before raw uh Probably. yeah shot up to almost 10 percent. yeah and you know triple h regime has started right triple h taking over as creative yeah. which obviously i think is the best choice i mean just his track record with nxt and you know everything everything obviously he knows about the business you know i think it's gonna it's definitely a positive like you said but you know we, we talked about this too like man like i don't know how i mean it's obviously gonna be a gradual change but like yeah man i, I don't know how much is gonna change like i don't know if the culture there is going to change like you know the pull from uh an unnamed wrestler that was talking this past weekend at comic-con you know brock lesnar left like right after vince had yeah. learned or he had learned events right and like he you know went away and like we didn't really hear anything from the commentators and the commentators didn't really say anything about it until brock showed up at the end yeah very very you know very very different from what when uh, sasha and uh, naomi left um and you know they were calling them out publicly and you know kind of shitting on them and man that is the question like does the does the culture actually change here or is it like you know same old same old i i I mean we got today that the uh they're planning to try and reconcile with sasha banks and naomi to come back uh and 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 i mean the result of that was pretty much them saying like oh vince is retired now what do you think and i mean you got to assume that things were getting pretty nasty there toward the end. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's, then you look at it from the standpoint of like, I'm trying to look at it this way. I've tuned into raw this week and watched pretty much the whole thing. I didn't really, I didn't want to watch the end. Um, I watched pretty much the whole thing. I sat down to watch it. It had been a while. I'd done that for the scene at 20th anniversary, but I didn't really watch that whole show either. Um, right. I, I'm like hoping in a, you know, in a positive light that this work environment backstage gets easier and that translates yeah. to a better product. I don't think it happens overnight. And I didn't think it was going to happen on the first raw. Uh, yeah. Surely Kevin Dunn was still fucking working there because I almost, you know, got fucking a concussion <sighs> watching the first yeah. hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was, it was, uh, you could tell there was like an improvement sort of, um, you know, some of the wrestlers honestly looked a little more jacked up to be there. I'm not going to lie to you. 
Yeah, I think I think it's you know like like we talked about, it's going to be a gradual change. I don't think we like we see like like too much of a change until like maybe mania season. Like I think like yeah. that's that's the test for like any year in WWE, right? Like you need to get everything right in WrestleMania, especially this past year. Like the build up to it was just so lackluster. Um, yeah. like there really wasn't like a lot of stuff going on. I know the rumble was kind of disappointing because Brock entered at 30 and just ended up winning it again. And, um, I think you Cody, know, it, Cody was, I mean, the biggest story they had yeah, for me with, I mean, 100%. of course, Austin coming back is a big deal, but yeah. like Austin coming back very much felt like, uh, Oh, they don't have anything else. Yes, exactly. And I think, <laughs> so. I think, I think like, you know, like I said, like I mean, there's been reports about this too. Like there are wrestlers that have been saying like, yay, like if, if Vince was, if Triple H was in the position he is now, we, we would have resigned, but because he right. wasn't, we decided to jump ship. Some of them are free agents. Some of them are in, are in AEW. Um, and I just think, man, like it's, you know, like I said, it's going to be a very, very gradual thing. I don't see, I don't think we see like too much of a change until we get to maybe the rumble or even survivor series, maybe like at the earliest, but yeah. Um, you know, they got a lot of stuff that's, you know, going well for them right now i guess like the roman like the roman promo with austin theory was great because he just kind of dunked on him the whole time which is always a welcome sight um i don't know man i I think i think it's a good thing i think that triple h will kind of lead them in the right way but like i think the test here will be if they can get sasha and naomi back if they can do that if they can reconcile everything kind of make sure that the vision is in a good place where sasha and naomi feel comfortable enough to come back and not have to deal with that environment anymore yeah i think that's you know that's a good sign of it i mean honestly at this point with this happening like i think the odds of them going back is way more likely than them going to aw um big time i, think, I, I mean especially yeah. now i mean it's in like speaking of aw we we heard that hunter is kind of opening i don't think the doors are ever officially like closed to indie guys mm-hmm. i think it they were closing um but now i mean it's pretty much been stated that hunter is trying to make old contacts yep. uh trying to see what his good old good old boys are doing um and tony khan obviously did not was not thrilled to hear that he reminded yep. the worlds that uh adam cole <laughs> He was like, I got Adam Cole for five years. I got Malachi. Yeah. I think he said he got Malachi for like seven years. So yeah. he said it was a. Um, so he said Tony Khan was giving out death row contracts. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And just Shug like Knight, Suge Knight. I mean, TK. yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I mean, it's in, you know, you want to sure up that because like he said, like he said it himself, like he, he's amused that people are going to think like now that there's a new person in charge, like the culture is going to change right away. And he's right. I mean, like, obviously, like. A lot of stuff has to happen. A lot of money has to be invested. A lot of big time people big time. need to be reconciled. So, you know, it's a wait and see kind of thing. I mean, look, we've been staunch haters on WWE, but we've been really just hating on Vince McMahon. Right. So like, I yeah, think, yeah, I think, time. I think, I think if we can have five hours of wrestling and just in WWE alone, that's like quality TV every week. Like, why wouldn't I want to tune in? Right. Like, I love Lord, professional dude, wrestling. That fucking third hour is, is nice. brutal. And I know it's I know. like, even when the T even when it's like a better program, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I get to I like, I get to nine 30 dude. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. So got an hour and a half left to go after that nine 30. It's a, uh, it's not, it's, it's a chore. I must at that point. Jesus it looks like, Christ. and everybody like, thinks it's going to go down. It's not going to go down. They make way too no. much fucking money on that third hour. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, um, uh, you know I mean, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, like, I watched Raw for the first time in a while, too. I mean, I didn't even watch it for the Cena stuff. Like, I went back and watched the clips. Like, I don't think I've watched, like, a full Raw in, like, a decade at this yeah. point. But I did watch, like, a couple hours of it. And I, you know what's funny is that, like, I hate, I, I hated just, like, sitting through commercials. Like, there was commercials, oh like, my every God. five minutes. Dude, that's <laughs> and, so, all right. Like, I, I miss picture and picture. Like, what's going on? <laughs> commercials every five minutes. And tell me if I'm wrong, the same fucking commercials. And, yes. and I like, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot how fucking frequent the commercials were. Cause yep. it's like, you're in a, you're watching like maybe a 15 minute match. It's like three commercials. Mm-hmm. That's insanity, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Three commercials. And, that's, and, the, and, that's and like, I'll, that's not even counting the one that's during the entrance. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the funny thing too, is like when we were watching the first hour of Raw, it's like, okay, cool. Like Roman and theory have a, have a promo. Then we come back from commercial and then theories being reintroduced and then drew mcintyre comes out another yeah, commercial so much, there's a match going on it's like <laughs> there's so much what's going on fucking filler dude and it's so obvious that they're just trying to fill time and it's like why don't you yep. this is now their chance to fill time with compelling stories yep 
you know, efficient long-term storytelling, like literal, just, just wrestling. Like you can just, you can put competitive guys out there and have them tell a story and you don't need to get all fucking, you know, Anna Green Gables with it. You can, you can yes. just, you can 100%. just go out there and, and have like, and I'm, you know, there's other ways to do it. And, and I'm saying they can still do it. They're kind of old, like, you know, make movies way. Cause I know they will, but you can, yep. you can kind of splice those two elements into making a really positive program that will bring a lot of your viewers back. I mean, you know, yeah, here's us tuning in just, just cause we're yep. curious. We don't like it well, yet, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's we'll what it do, is. Do, yeah. We'll do something that can make us like want to sit through the commercials and see what happens on the other side. Right. Like, you know, like I, I hear what, you on the picture in picture thing. I, I don't know. I, I don't mean. know if they could get that done with the USA network though. No, I don't think so. Like, I think like the thing about like picture in picture at least is like, they like the wrestlers know the picture in picture is happening. And it's usually happening during a match. Right. So like, yeah, guys know like okay we don't have to do our big spots here like you know wear the guy down get some submission holds in whatever but when i'm sitting there and i'm watching commercial and then it comes back after a commercial and there's all of a sudden a tag team match with like two guys just added into the match afterwards it's like well, oh my god yeah that happened? was that was something else <laughs> i, was, I, I was figured like, what was that on, just fucking happened was that on smackdown or raw was that raw that was on raw that was this okay. past week that was this past monday yeah, like, it was just raw because I, wa- I watched smackdown too i checked it out uh it was yeah honestly not that great but um you know, yeah. I, it, so that, I mean, that was the hard thing. It was like, I'm yeah. like, okay, it comes back from like the 15th commercial of the hour. And then I'm like, dude, I don't even know why I'm watching this. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So I, 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 and now it's like, we talk about it now with, you know, with, you know, negative comments and I'll still be negative, but WWE, but there is a sliver of, you know, I will check it out more. I will, I will tune in. Yeah, there's a sliver of there's a sliver of hope that it will yes, get better. Yes, like I think we're going to see some big changes for SummerSlam. Um, yeah, Seth Rollins doesn't have an opponent. There's rumors that it'll be Gargano. Ugh, um, I would love that. I would actually like Triple H just goes in and was like, "I'm going to bring back all my guys that I can," and just like gets mm-hmm. them all in there. And like, I don't know, man. I think I think for me, like like I said, like his success in NXT like speaks for itself. Like that was the best brand on the company for like three or four years for a moment, big time. and like. And then kind of like Vince got in the way of it. And now it's kind of just like the third show again. And now I think we start to see more of a gradual shift into being more kind of like an AEW. Like I don't expect like, you know, 30 minutes of wrestling every hour anymore, but like, I still expect there to be like good wrestlers that put on good shows and put on good stories. So we'll see. Um, You know, I think, uh, I think, you know, AEW is still hot. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this right now. Like, Tony Khan saw that all that speculation about how AEW is going to be in the mud. Now the triple H is out and then just puts on an all timer dynamite last night. Like, like absolutely uh-huh. like, yeah. like blows everybody out of the water. Like the first half an hour alone, like there's a fucking bomb ass AEW match or AEW title match between Mox and Roosh, which was unreal. Uh, freaking Starks like beats Danhausen and then loses the FTW championship to hook, which was awesome. Then the Hobbs turn, like right after that, and, uh, and I mean, it, amazing fucking Starks promo, dude. He, oh yeah, that was. I mean, that that might have been, and such, with such a loaded night, that might have been my favorite moment of the night. Um, oh, that yeah. that like little Starks promo before the turn was so fucking awesome. He talked about how, you know, everybody called this EFTW belt a noose, and I turned it into a what do you say, a necktie, he's and I was like, God damn. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he's going to be a generational baby space, man. He's intense. And I just, oh, and he's yeah. intense in the, like the best possible way. It, it really does. Like, it's like, it's, I hate that there's no other comparison for this. Um, but the best comparison to me is like the rock. It's that smooth intensity that he can do no wrong in this moment. He can yep. say whatever he wants. He'll kill the moment no matter what. Um, yeah. I, I would even, I would even consider rocks. like the, yeah, the intensity of it. I mean, it kind of borders on Ric Flair in a way, you know, how like Ric Flair used to get like really veiny yeah, when he was doing his promos and yelling and like doing all of his catchphrases. Like there was that, uh, that promo he cut when they were setting up the, the triple threat tag team match for the title belts. And, um, you know, he was like yelling at Swerve and Keith yeah. Lee and like, he had that, like, he was just like really passionate, really mad. And like, that kind of borders on like the Ric Flair side of things where Ric Flair just used to get super intense and he was sweating and he turned all red. Like, yeah. dude, like, within like three seconds you turn Hobbs into like this monster monster heel and you turn Ricky into this like this unbelievably over baby face 100%. and it was and it I mean so Ricky's good. Ricky's got to be on a fast track to the to the yep. title scene in general uh yes, I'd really 100%. I'd like to see you know when they you know they'll do the Hobbs deal for a little bit but I'd like to see him 
he doesn't have to win it yet, but I'd like to see him with the title match in the main event of a show. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, even even against Wardlow, like put him against the hundred percent. I mean, like, I would love. That. I don't know. I I think. I think you can move him to the world title spot after a program yeah, like this. He's definitely like good. Against he definitely Hobbs. Good. I think maybe, yeah. yeah, honestly, maybe he does one more program against someone like, uh, maybe like an Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have him do another program. Just like have him do like yeah. a, like a, like an angle with somebody. A get serious, him even more over. He'll do the angle with Hobbs. Um, and then he, he should have like a serious singles, uh, yeah. obviously singles, but a, a, like an angle after that, or like a good one, serious one. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Part of that moment, which we glossed right by, Hook has gold. Yes. Hook yes, has baby. gold. Not only does he have gold, he has his father's renegade belt. Um, Man, as awesome. as a, as an ECW fan, I was fucking psyched to watch him win that. I I actually I got home late from work. I uh, tuned into the, like the last last like forty five minutes of the show, and then I watch everything back. So I kind of watch everything backwards. So my I'm like, why are we talking about the end of the show? But I, I'm all yeah. Up um yeah, yeah yeah so i mean that moment was cool dude i just seeing him like kind of walk out he had like a little glance at his dad just holding the belt and it was like oh this this is special not and only that like it's like you have the the like his dad is Taz thing whatever this is the ftw belt he really is that good yes he really yeah, he, is that good. he really he really did i mean like they didn't do too much in that match but like it was enough for me to be like this kid is legit like this kid is like and now you can have him like again, like you can have him on dark, like defending the FTW championship and just like piling yeah. up wins, right? Like you can do that now. And like for him, like he's he's only like 21, like 23 years, like 22 years old. Like the yeah. kid is like he's on a fast, like he's got the best trainer in the world in, in Taz. Like Taz will, you know, make sure he's at that level. And like he's already over his shit. Like the crowd went fucking nuts for him, man. It was awesome. And I think um, like I was, I was expecting it to be like a, you know, he comes out like kind of like confronts Ricky and they have a match it all out. But like they just kind yeah. of pulled the plug on it. They're like, no, fuck it, let's do it. Like let's do it, do it now. Um they so much stuff up, like two hours ago. It's this uh it's kind of like Taz with hook in the bell. This is clearly yeah. after the match. Uh just you know, talking about how proud he is and everything. And and yeah. Taz quote tweeted it and he said, I'm not sure what to type, not good with emotional stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which sense. I mean it it really is it's it's fun to see like Taz is like a like a, a cute little fuzzy dad now. Yeah, <laughs> it really is funny. Dude. The monster that it's is awesome. Taz. It's yeah, so like awesome. Really well, and we've cool. we've known him like uh, obviously if you watch e e ECW, you know exactly who Taz is. But like you, like if you grew up watching WWE, like you just know Taz is like the commentator, right? Like the watch out, watch out kind of guy, right? But like, yeah, he, he had. I mean, he had like a like a short little run there after the invasion, but it, it sucked. Yeah, it, it was. No, I mean, yeah. obviously, it wasn't him. You know what I mean? So no, it was, no. But but the um, good thing too is that they had him on commentary for it too, and yeah, like, yeah. He, you like, could, he, he was, got he got quiet for the win, which yes, is cool. Yes, he did. Which he is, was I choked up. Yeah. Oh man, it was awesome. I think I think it's it's really good. I think I think they did a really good job with that. Another thing, yeah, sorry, big like, time. Go big back, time. go back a little bit on this too. Like after the title match with uh, Mox and Roosh to kind of move to a different topic of this because we yeah, got sure. this Let's too. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, Jericho came out uh, and challenged mox for a match against the for against obviously for the title god i feel and, like this whole show is jericho it, it, like it was a good show but just the whole show he's coming out and he's, he's well, talking he's on commentary it's just like all right yeah well he had to be on commentary we'll get to the garcia match in a second but like he oh uh, you mean you mean goat sia we'll, we'll, have, we'll, <laughs> yeah, have, a, we'll have a talk with well, garcia chris has a new chris has a new slant that he's going to go on here and uh, I'll, it's not I'll a slant this is this is a this is a meaningful <laughs> A meaningful campaign. He's, yeah, and you he's know what? You'll, you'll get behind it. The pod will get behind it because this. The until I get an answer, we'll talk about. It. We'll talk about it after. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, Mox yes. versus Roosh. Uh, I'm. I was. I was admittedly not as familiar with Roosh. Um, he's fucking brutal. Love it. Oh man, love the Dude, match. The perfect the way he, matchup for uh, yeah. For the Mox. way the way he just jumped Mox and like dominated him for like the first yeah. ten minutes of the match. Like it was awesome. And I think, like, and and we talked about this in our chat earlier, but like the way that um, they're just having Mox defend the belt like almost every single week. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's an interim awesome. title. I think you gotta, yeah. you gotta do that. And I mean, AEW is great with, you know, we don't have, we don't have too frequent of pay-per-views. So let's put this belt, like let's have this belt defended. Like the champ doesn't need to come out and cut promos all the time. Yep. Defend the yeah, belt Mox, on TV. Do it. Mox, I mean, like I said, man, like I, I've been, I'm on this, on this hill and I'll probably die on it. Like, Mox is this generation stone cold in a sense that like he comes out, 
He fucking makes the crowd pop. He puts on fucking banger matches. And then he comes on the mic afterwards and he's just like, I, I fucking hate this. Like, stop with this sports entertainment shit. You want to fight me? Let's fucking fight. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just that no-nonsense dude. And, like, the, he just has this aura about him that, like, every match he's going into is big fight feel. And have I you, think for have you watched this, the m- match with Speedball yet? I, I haven't. I, I haven't think it's my favorite it. match of his of the year, honestly. Yeah, I, and, I, like, I imagine. It, it's next next to like obviously for us it's like the the match with him and him and Yuta, but like yeah i would put it up there in that class it's really good i i, yeah, I mean man. i want i want speedball on aw bad, bad yeah bad i think uh, he's uh i think he's signed to impact if he's on any tv show i think he won the x division championship so i don't think he's uh i think he's signed either signed with tna or he like has like a working contract with them to kind of show up i don't know i don't watch enough impact to know but like yeah me literally yeah, regardless though, I think I think Mox obviously on the run of his career. And I think this run is gonna stop pretty soon because uh we've got a whole big uh big return coming back in a big old city called Chicago coming up at the end of uh August allegedly, year. allegedly. I allegedly. Mean, we, it's not like we have sources or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no sources. No, nothing at all. like that. Nothing, nothing like that. no. But I think uh I don't know, man. Like and I was trying to fantasy book this earlier, um, just to kind of go into that with with him with punk coming back. Like yeah. Mox it may only make sense for Mox to, to drop the belt. Right. I mean, he has all this, you know, the, Tony Khan's plan with this, with this win with CM Punk is to have him have it. Like they wanted him to do the summer of punk three, but obviously things gotten in the way and he wasn't able to do so because he got surgery. But yep. when he comes back, man, like I, I'm going to be very intrigued to see like what they do with it. Cause you can go uh, so many different ways. Like you can go like punk wins the belt and that's it. Like he keeps the belt and he goes on a run. Or you can have Punk lose the belt at all out, and that's what he what turns him heel. That he gets like really pissed off, and he's like, "Fuck this! I shouldn't have I shouldn't have like deserved to like come back and have to face another champion to win." Like, um, there's so many ways you can go about it, but I think once you add him into place, and you know, TK came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, or actually maybe it was this week on Busted Open, he was talking about how a lot of his stars that are out are coming back around the same time which I find very yeah. interesting because we, we got the news last night that Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are coming back next week on uh, dynamite. So there's, and we're like, what, like five, maybe four weeks away from all out now. So like we're starting that build. And I think we introduced the trios belts last night too, which I'm yeah. fucking pumped about, um, man, there's just so much going on. And like, the fact that after Vince stepped down and, and Triple H took over and everybody's like, oh, AEW's fucking done. I'm like, did you watch fucking Dynamite last night? They've got so much going on. That well, I also, like, I don't, why, why would you want that? Don't you exactly. want two, don't exactly. you want the two cable shows? Like, dude, it's like WWE gets better. Obviously, we've been like more, we've leaned heavily toward AEW recently. Yes. Clearly. Yes, 100%. Um, now that WWE is better, we are now tuning in. We are now interested. We are now, cause I want, I want competition. I want, yes. I don't need one to like totally pwn the other and, and make the, like I joke about it. It's like WWE in the dirt or whatever, but like, yeah. I don't actually want that because I no, want yeah. the two companies to healthily compete against each other. Yes. And um, if there's ever a future, if there's ever a future super card where we get WWE and AEW superstars, which I don't think will ever happen, but if it does happen, man, like that's, that's what I want. Like I want working relationships between these wrestling companies that AEW is trying to do, right? Like they had freaking forbidden door. They had relationships with impact where Kenny Omega won the impact championship. Like they have these working relationships, like guys from GCW that they're working with a little bit too. Like there's, there's something to be said about competition for sure. Right. Cause that's right. what made the nine, the nineties and early two thousands. So good with, you know, WWE versus WCW right. Monday night wars. But also, like, a lot of people say, and I didn't watch during this time, admittedly, but, like, a lot of people say some of the best times in AEW at the beginning was in the Wednesday Night Wars when they were going up against NXT. And they had to up their game and like, the Nightmare Factory, which nobody fucking remembers now, was Brandy Rhodes and a couple other people. Like, they were, you know, getting higher demos than the fucking NXT was at that point. So, like, competition, there's something to be said about it. But collaboration in general, man, I think, right. I think it's, it would be awesome for, for wrestling in general. And I, I think this is the best time in 20 years to be a wrestling fan. Um, 100%, have, yeah. 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 You have, you have the, the really healthy competition. You have both companies going up against each other. And now you have a guy in triple H that knows like, okay, we got to really up our game because there is that competition now. 
Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm excited. I think it's great. I think, you know, dynamite putting on like a, just basically like a putting their foot down on last night being like, look, we're not fucking going anywhere. I think this is going to be a really, really good run for both companies. I'm very excited. And speaking of, uh, running runs and, and with the company, we had a main event last night with, uh, Daniel Garcia versus okay. Brian Danielson. Hold on. Chris, let I'll, let you, get, I'll let you get into your monologue. All right. So listen, <laughs> I've been thinking today. Um, I, I I looked it up. I Googled it. I've done everything I can. I need to find out if Daniel Garcia is Portuguese because that would be a huge deal. Huge deal. Let me tell you why, all right? The Portuguese don't really like, to my knowledge, have a wrestler. I thought my entire childhood that Dave Batista was Portuguese because that's my mother's maiden name. Maiden name, yeah. By the way, none of my passwords on social media are my mother's maiden or not, not her maiden name. I'm sorry, her middle name. None of my passwords on social media equate to my mother's middle name. So don't even don't even bother <laughs> hackers. Little 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 personal inside baseball info. Um, yeah. anyway, so unfortunately Batista is Filipino. Well, I mean I, I not un- I don't mean that unfortunately. I'm just saying we, <laughs> we lost him. We lost him to the to the Filipino team. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we have Portuguese Man of War, which was uh, just incredible in a in a suit. I don't know if Justin Incredible's Portuguese. If he is, hundred uh, percent. What was his name? Montoya, something, whatever. Yep. Um, basically, if if Daniel Garcia, who is already a promising, upcoming, amazing star, maybe maybe the greatest of all time someday. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> if he is Portuguese, that means that someone from the homeland beat daniel bryan in a submission victory in the main event on television that's all that means that like it's that's huge that's huge for for my culture uh (laughs) so daniel garcia if you're listening um i'm i'm just i might just repeatedly message you on twitter about this until you say something mean to me it's fine it's totally it's totally (laughs) fine um i need to know if you're portuguese if you're spanish like another wrestler i won't mention on the on on the roster i'm gonna be a little disappointed um i don't i don't oh, hate man. i don't hate spain i you know what i i my family lives very close to spain we you know we drive into madrid sometimes so i'm over there it's a lot of fun however however it would just mean a lot more if you're french no no, it wouldn't be french garcia <laughs> garcia look look i think i think you're like look that match was great. I think uh, he does. It was I it mean, was terrific. It was mind blowing. Yes. It was amazing. It no, wasn't. It was it was really good. It wasn't the match of the night because I think that goes to Box and Mox and Rouge. But I oh, think, I don't know. I think it. I think it was. It Mox and Rouge is really good, I mean, but I don't know. I think I think the main event was was like it told a better story for sure. Well, well, the the part of the story you're not telling is that Garcia won in a fluke or with some whoa, shenanigans. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Some shenanigans. Hold on. He had some on. shenanigans happen. I'm sorry. What Jake happened? Hager from underneath. Jake sorry, Hager. Brett, I go. I go strictly by what the referee <laughs> sees. Okay. The referee. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I did the referee see anything happen? I'm like, did you did you see something I didn't see? Did Dylan Garcia use a weapon? I'm I'm confused. No, no. Did uh? Well, so I'll ask you this, kind of unrelated sure. but related at the same time. Sure. So Bret Hart, Bret Hart tapped it. Uh, Survivor Series '97, right? Because that's what the refs saw. The refs saw well, that, he and, he, and he and he counted, called I the mean, bell. Hey, he. I, in my <laughs> opinion, personally, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Got it. Got. It. I just wanted to know where we were at. On that. I mean, so hey, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. Who walked away as champion? You know. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. A lot of people uh, don't want to talk. Well, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They're like, oh, oh Bret Hart didn't really lose. It's like that's so weird because uh, he didn't walk out with the belt. Because the, the 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 record book says he did lose. So I don't. I, don't I, I like I like numbers. I like facts. Okay. Um, no, I think uh, I think so. I I read today that. Um, Garcia is the third person to beat uh, Danielson since he came back, and the uh, it was Hangman and Mox were the only two other people that beat him. Yeah. So definitely, like we've we saw like over this year alone, right? We saw Yuta become a star just by beating Mox in that fucking amazing match uh, in Boston, and then we also yeah. saw Garcia take down Danielson. So like, I think, man, like there's there's something to be said just the way that they deal, like. Last night alone, four guys on that card got made. 
It was yeah. fucking Garcia, Jungle Boy, who we didn't get to talk to you or talk about yet. Fucking That's in his right. promo against That's Christian. Right. Uh, fucking Starks, Hobbs. Actually, five people and Hook. Five people became fucking made men at that point. So like, there are there's something to be said with the way that they deal with the younger, the younger stars, man, they really want to build them up. They want to make like, you know, MJF said uh, last year that there were the four pillars, right? Darby, jungle boy, him. And, uh, uh, fuck. Who was the fourth one? Uh, jungle boy. I fucking forget, but there were the four pillars, right? Those four pillars have changed like within the last couple months alone. Wait, right? would like, you say the four pillars were, I'm sorry. So it was MJF jungle boy, Darby Allen. And who was the uh, fourth one? The, the fraud, Sammy Guevara. Right. So Sammy Fraudvara was uh, the fourth pillar. Uh, he's kind of fallen off a little Sam, bit. I, Sam, Sam Mickey Guevara. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, well, look, look. Yes, Sammy Guevara, I very much soured on him, but he's still a fucking No, he's, I, I mean, it's it's just that he's a he's like an annoying heel. He he's is, just he's annoying as shit. He's just good. annoying as shit. And, and him and Ty, you know, it's kind of changed a little bit with them because, like, they're annoying and they're the annoying couple. On screen, they are, but, like, I will say, like, since they've started, they are, like, a much better, enjoyable part of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, now that they've joined Jericho, like, yeah, like, Jericho's building this super faction. It's because I think, like, I don't think Garcia's leaving the faction at all, but I hope that this kind of builds into another like um, Jericho going up against the Blackpool Combat Club. Maybe that kind of turns into a thing now because his thing with Eddie's got done now. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I just think like there's something to be said about just how they make stars and, and, and how they put people over. And like, like I said, like, I think Ricky Starks is about to go on a generational baby face run. Like he is sure. going to be like the most over guy as a baby face in that company. And if he goes up against like a heel punk or goes up against a mox man, like there's gonna be a lot of people pulling for that dude to win that match. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. And yeah, all in all, man, like amazing dynamite last night, like jungle boy and Christian, like jungle boy, like showing his chops on the mic, man. Like he was yeah. great. Uh, calling fucking Christian a pussy. Like, I was like <laughs> that was so yes. awesome. Opened Fuck with yeah. that. Opened with oh, that. Oh yeah. He hit the P um, on that pussy real quick too. He was like fucking pussy. I loved it. Oh man, it was so good. Uh, not not very often the, you get to hear the, pussy on TV. Some of the things <laughs> you say sometimes. It really is true. Like you really should record yourself and and hear the things he that you say. He hit the P on that pussy, man. He hit the P on that pussy. Uh, anyway, um, so Brandon's so... been Brandon, Brandon's been fired from the podcast. <laughs> this is like the eighth time. It's like the eighth time in the last eight. This weeks is this I've is my fired. this is my therapy. I get to fire Brandon. <laughs> consistently yet i keep showing up so it's like therapy and a nightmare at the same time i'm like all right Brent, um, i i fire him i'm like all right Brandon, what what day this week let's go yeah right right so to me. um believe it or not george isn't at home please leave a message at the beep i must be out or i pick up the phone where could i be believe it or not i'm not home all right, so uh, to move topics, to get away from AEW, but kind of stay on the topic of AEW a little bit. Um, another show that happened this past week was uh, Death Before Dishonor, uh, the first pay-per-view since Supercard of Honor, since uh, Tony Khan has taken over ROH. Um, Chris and I actually watched together. Uh, this was a great fucking night of wrestling. A lot of fucking stuff happened. Uh, we can start off with the first match of the night with uh, Gresham and Claudio. Um, you know, for the ROH championship, like fantastic. I mean, you know, fantastic for Claudio, you know, first ever world championship, like in any hit in any brand and any company he's ever been in uh, winning the world championship for the first time, which was awesome to see. However, there was a little bit of uh, stuff that happened afterwards because of this uh, Jonathan Gresham asked for his release from AEW slash ROH because of, I, I'm assuming because he lost the belt in the way he did. Um, you know, frustrated that there's a lack of communication with TK backstage. And apparently that's kind of a trend, um, you know, recently with all these new stars coming in, it, it sounds like he's kind of favoring the bigger guys. Like I, I saw a report that, you know, guys like punk FTR, um, you know, all the bigger guys, Danielson will have like hour long conversations with TK over the phone yet guys like Gresham and other people that are kind of lower on the card won't get that kind of same time. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it kind of makes sense, right? Like I said, like, you know, back in 2020, 2021, like, you know, there wasn't as many huge stars on AEW at that point, like guys like Adam Cole, Punk, Danielson, all these guys, but 
nowadays it's, you know, going to be a little bit harder to get in touch with the boss man because he's dealing with two shows and massive rosters. But um, I don't know. I think, I think for Gresham, like it made sense that, you know, first defense on a pay-per-view uh, other than Supercard that he just lost it. And it was to a guy that just kind of recently came back. Um, I understand why TK put it on him because he wants to make sure that his guys are happy. And Claudio, I think, deserves a world championship more than most guys in wrestling do right well, now. Claudio's also like, I mean, he was a big deal. This is why I kind of like, if it's going to be anyone, I think it should be Claudio because it's like he's a, he was a big deal at Ring of Honor. And yeah. having him having him win that title is very important. Um, yeah. I I do understand Gresham's frustration. I you know it's I I actually we definitely talked about this on another episode. Um, AEW is not doing a great job of explaining like what his gimmick is. He's a he's a yeah. grappling purist, and he yep. he factors that into his matches and into like his promos and into everything. Uh, that's his that's his gig. AEW would have you not even know that that's a thing. Maybe they yeah. mentioned it on commentary, but you got to work that in, especially if he's the chain. Like I, especially if he's dropping it, in my opinion, because you want to let everybody know like, yeah, this guy's fucking legit. This, yep. I mean, and he's like a, you know, this smaller buff grap like grappling submission guy. He's super legit. Here's why they didn't really build him up. They just kind of like had him come in, do a match and then do another match and lose. Yep. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> the gimmick from what I understood when he was in ROH before it shut down was that, like, he was winning every belt with, like, pure rules. Yeah. Or, like, winning every match with, like, pure rules. Like, of course, the rules weren't implemented into the matches, but he was still doing them, and that's why he called himself the foundation. And a lot of people that have watched ROH back then before it shut down, like, did consider him the foundation of ROH because he was their guy. Right. Now, now that that's kind of got away and ROH is entering into this kind of new era with Tony Khan and all this stuff, like, it, it made sense as to why, like I said, Claudio deserves it more than anybody does. But yep. The problem is, is that someone's got to lose. And, and like, it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, it's hard to not justify Gresham's reasoning. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to not justify TK's reasoning for doing that too. So right. it's very, very much a slippery slope, um, but it still was a good match. I mean, it was very crazy. We talked about this when we were watching it too, Chris, like, you don't realize how small a guy is in the ring if they're not like flying all over the place, right? Like we talked about like Gresham's about like what five four, five five. Ray Mysterio yeah, is he's the five, same. Four. Yeah, five four. Ray Mysterio is the same height, but you never really realize it because he's always all over the place in the ring. Well, that's not now, true. I feel like I feel like you see the height difference with no, you do Ray. for sure. But it's it's definitely more it's like more amplified when it's like a buff exactly guy. Yeah, for sure. Well, a guy, a guy that's primarily a grappler. Like not a guy yeah. that like one flies thing, off the ropes. All one that. thing you saw, like you see him do, is he get like he gets from point A to point B so quickly through like it's like oh he's not. You look at like a hold that he's about to make, and you're like oh he's not long enough to do that. And then he almost yeah. is able to literally like I mean this is probably where the octopus thing comes from. He's he's a stretch guy. He's just yeah. completely malleable. He is a real just a real threat in, in all aspects of grappling which is which is yeah crazy at his size not to get all kayfabe about it but it is cool no i get it no it's awesome and i think like of course like when a guy like uh claudio i, I don't know how tall he's he's got to obviously be above six feet like just kind of seeing the difference there like both guys are very much grapplers guys that you know do submissions kind of stay on the ground mostly like yeah like you can notice the difference there but what i meant the reason why i brought up ray is because like most of the guys that are smaller are the guys that are the high flyers you right. rarely see a guy that's like that small that's more of like i'm gonna you know bring you down on the mat and, and wear you out with submissions this guy like you know he he does it and he does it really well he's obviously you know done it at a very high level he was a fucking roh champion for a while I hope he shows up in another company. Hopefully it's, you know, impact. I don't think, get, uh, I don't think he's a guy that WWE would want to bring in because uh, he is so small, but you know, impacts uh, GCW, like all these other bigger promotions that are not, you know, te televised as much as AEW and WWE are, I think right. would be wanting to bring him in, especially because his wife is at impact and is the impact champion there. Like that would probably make sense too. But um, no, I mean, like I said, like, yeah, it sucks that he, you know, was upset, but like I said, someone had to lose. So um, I don't know, but we can move on from that um, and go into, I think my second favorite match of the night, Garcia versus Yuta. Um, yeah. 
pure title match uh, with pure rules, obviously. And um, man, like we just talked about Garcia, but like, man, Yuta, Yuta, freaking Wheeler, Yuta, man. And, and those two will have a rivalry for their entire careers. Like that yeah. will be like, you know, they'll, they'll fight each other 8,000 more times and I'll watch every single one of them. But 100%. I, I think like putting those two in that match was so smart of Tony because like, yes, Garcia lost, but look what happened on Wednesday. You know what right. I mean? Like he lost, went out and fucking beat Danielson. So like, um, it's again, it's just all about the way that they build up their young stars and they treat their young stars as actual stars in the making. Right. And like I said, Yuta was already a made guy because he already fought Mox and he's been in the Blackpool Combat Club. But like the fact that they had like, like the fact that it ended on a roll up. Right. Like it wasn't that like, you know, he he made him tap or like he made him, you know, he wore him down to the point where he could pin him. Like he literally just did that. I forget what the name of the pin was. He did it on uh, on Rampage the last week, but um, he did that roll up where he pinned like he kind of like swerved himself around and had Garcia's yeah, feet gets straight like, up in the air. He gets like the yeah. arm trap and then locks oh, it. Yeah, it's cool. So awesome. It's like a modified crucifix kind of thing. It was awesome. Um, Yeah, man, I think I think that I love watching pure matches because like you don't get like the, like the punch to the face and all that stuff. It's just more of like grappling and like just guys just trying to wear each other down. And um, we thought it was going to go, you know, all three rope breaks were going to be gone and like, it was going to be down to the wire, but you just pulled it out. And um, they really put on a freaking banger in like 15 minutes. Like they really did that. Um, did that really well had to put those two together. Yeah. He's, I mean, they're both incredibly impressive. Oh yeah. And very important for the future of wrestling. Those two, I think. Um, but I, I think we're kind of avoiding the, the elephant in the room that, uh, the main event, uh, fucking hell two out of three falls for the ROH tag team belts, fucking Briscoe's and FTR two. Honestly, man, I rewatched it, um, the day after, uh, it was over. So that's Sunday. Yeah. I think it, I think it was better than Supercard, man. I, I honestly, like it's hard to top a match as good as Supercard of honor was, but Man, like we were, me and you, like were freaking out. I'd agree. I'd, I mean, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I I felt that right after I watched it because I was like, yeah. I don't know. I really liked the first one. And granted, you know, like maybe this sometimes plays into it. Like, if I didn't watch the first one live. I watched it the next morning because I I had something going on that night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was incredible. Maybe I, I I just don't think that was the difference. Like the second one just how they were able to have it almost felt like we watched three separate matches within yeah one match because i mean and it's like that's that's the that's the whole sell on the two out of three falls right it's like you're yeah. you get multiple matches in one but they really it, like you came into the t- like two on two with a completely different energy completely yeah. different like it almost like uh i think it was cash and uh jay in the ring and like they were announcing, I think like, you know, 30 minutes had gone by and it's just the two of them just like wiping blood off their face and it almost felt like they were like regenerating for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And resetting up their the match. HP, baby. Dude, it just like, it just felt so real. It, the match felt like they felt like we were, you know, not to get all like what, like not to get all whatever about wrestling, but it felt like we were totally engulfed in what was going on. Oh There's yeah. Nothing pulling me away from the television it was, I needed to know like everything about like the psychology of this match. I mean, every, like everything felt intense, nothing yep. like every, every fall felt important. And, and I mean, that's, that's what you always want yep. in a match like that. They, I, I've never, that's definitely the best two out of three falls I've ever seen for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I think, I think too, like one of the things that kind of played into that was obviously the history, right. Cause they have had a, like a storied history at this point, but like just the fact that these, like these two teams, like, <laughs> They are like the Briscoes have been the one of the best tag teams in history, right? Like of just of wrestling in general. Like the way they've like revolutionized wrestling in ROH. Obviously, I think they went to TNA for a couple of years. They obviously went to Japan for a couple of years, won a couple IWGP tag team titles. But like FTR, man, and I will I, I've been saying this for a while. Like, I am the biggest fucking mark for those two. Like those two men, like the just, the sorry, way I tried to shoot the I tried to shoot the basketball room room and I almost took out the mirror. Sorry about that. You were on a, <laughs> on a little. T- <laughs> uh, no, I, I was just saying like the you way. Were, uh, I'm sorry. You were you were talking about how you were a mark, right? Is that where you were oh, going? Yes, off? yes. Big, you were big going mark off of, 
I'm 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 a mark for a very few number of wrestlers, and Cash and Dax are at the top of that list. I mean, every time those two come out, or every time I see like a like a promo that they put on Twitter or whatever it is, like I will watch it back and forth because it's like the way that they've kind of rose to this, like they didn't have like a traditional face turn, right? Like they were a part of the pinnacle. They were part of MJF's, uh, you know, thing with Wardlow and Sean Spears. And like, they were right. bad, ba- bad heels. They didn't become baby faces because they turned on MJF. They became baby faces because they put on fucking amazing matches and that people get behind them when they're out there. And like, right. Dax becoming like this, like, very proud dad and like they fight like an eight-year-old like that kind of stuff man like it it tugs at your heartstrings a little bit but like they back up everything they say in the ring and the way that like the way that they played this match like all the near falls and like i remember after the um first fall which the briscoes won i was like damn this might be mj uh, this might be them dropping the belts to the briscoes so they can go because i know tony uh signed the briscoes to like multi-year contracts for roh but like once they got the the first fall that FTR got, I was like, this is going to be an unreal finish. And it was like the finish of the match, like the fucking, <laughs> fucking pile driver off the second rope, man. Like a oh, holy shit. Like I thought Briscoe was done. Like I, I thought it was Jay that got the, that took the, the pile driver. I thought his fucking career was over. Like the way he hit the mat. But like, dude, yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember we, we were like, it felt what I say, it felt like it felt like well, like when Taker jumped at the tombstone, you're like, Oh, that's yes. it. He just, yes. he just, he, I yes. just watched his neck go sideways. That's it. Yes, it's gotta yeah. be it. Oh, that was that was the J driller when when uh Jay hit the hit the driller on uh, oh, on I'm so, I, that's what I thought you were talking about. My bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he hit the dat when he hit Dax with the J driller towards the end and like his like body like slumped to the left you're, or whatever, you're talking was. about the finish, right? Yes, the finish. Oh, gotcha, when, gotcha. When, yeah, Dax, yeah. when Dax had him up in the pile driver after and like. Man, like, yeah. man, just there were so many parts of the match. Like, fucking, um, when they trapped Dax on the outside and just slapped him over and over and over against against the fucking steel, uh, the steel steps, and like, yeah, just kind of cornered him. Like, that's what you're talking about, like the psychology of it. Like, you know, cornering them, like cutting off the ring in a sense, where like you can't get the tag and like, yeah, I mean, hot tag. Everything about it, it was almost like it was almost like the Briscoes were like playing a zone to yeah, stop hot exactly. tags it was yes. you know what i mean like it was like they were very and we pointed this out watching the match there they were like in kayfabe right very strategically positioned yep in a way that dax would not be able to tag cash in for like i think that was if i'm not mistaken the first hot tag in the match that yep. the, the initial one i'm talking about because like it it just felt like it was building up to it and then uh, uh, uh. yeah yep. and then there was that like literally the last one where it's like, all right, it's happening this time. He's running at him. And one of the Briscoes played some kind of fucking zone around the steel steps and was already there. Even though I just watched him on the other side of the screen and he didn't do anything acrobatic. It was just like the the way they strategically played it. Kayfabe wise was just like, I felt like these guys were not only beating the shit out of each other, but like heavily trying to outsmart each other because the first match was a bunch of beating the shit out of each other, kind of learning each other. Now this match, they knew each other. Exactly. That's what made yep. this match so good. I it think was uh, that's what made it better than the first one because it was the I, I mean it, it was you felt the the studying that had gone on. Right. I don't think uh, I don't think you can you can do a tag team match as beautifully as they did. Honestly, like I, it it kind of reminds you like and I said this I think on the last pod like when we were talking about trios belts like the the more guys fighting in the ring, the better it is. Right. And like the way that like, like we were growing, when we were growing up, right. Like tag teams were kind of like the, the sideshow, right. Like it wasn't like the the tag teams are like the main eventers, but like the way that these two teams like work together, like they obviously have amazing chemistry in the ring. They obviously do really well against each other, but like, it's just the mentality that they have of like the remember, I remember there was one point where, and I think you just mentioned this, but like when they were going for the hot tag and one of the Briscoes just like pulled cash off the, off the ropes yeah. and like onto the side. And we were, we were sitting there like waiting for the hot tag and we were like, Oh fuck. Like we did not expect it to happen. And it's like, it, it's just those moments of like, um, just like pure, like going back to your 11 year old self. Right. Like, like you said, like getting enthralled in, in the match, like not worrying about anything else, just like being completely into it and kayfabe. Like they really told a story in the match 
and the way that it like I remember there was the one spot and I think this is when they uh when it was like a near fall but they like Jay like or maybe it was I think it was I think it was Jay like Jay like like slid underneath both cash and Dax. And when he turned around, cash just lifted him up and they got the, the, uh, the, uh, big rig on him. Yeah. And like, he, he went out, but like the spot itself, like those two were so in sync and they like had it up. And then right after that was when, um, they were trying to cut off Jay from, um, the, uh, his brother and you can hear cash screaming, big rig, big rig. And then it just like Jay noticed what he was saying and he just started fighting out of it. So it's like that kind of like inside baseball kind of it where it's like you hear the game plan, like you hear that uh, Dax is calling for the big rig and the Briscoes heard it. So they were like, okay, I I have to fight out of this. I know what's coming. I know this. They're trying to do this to me. It's like when you get that kind of like when they're pulling the curtain back a little bit and you start to see all that like kind of working and like there wasn't like a ton of like spot calls in it, but like you can kind of tell there were, but like you didn't really care because like it's, it's there you can tell that there's a game plan for both of them and they're just trying to thwart it. And I, I don't know, man, I I'll go on it forever about this match. Cause it's fucking so awesome. Good. I'm, I'm just such a huge, I'm such a huge FTR mark. And I literally just like, if, if they come back, like I, I saw a tweet today that uh, cash was saying that like um, they were, or Dax said it, like they were texting with punk and punk said that uh, he would come back only if they go for the trios belts. I was like, yeah. please. <laughs> I was like, please, please do that. I would love that. Um, but no, man, I think uh, Death of the Fortis Honor, I think it was like top four in a te- it was the it was the best buys for a Death Before Dishonor ever. And it was the it was the third best buys in, in uh, one of the third best buy by uh, bought pay-per-view in Ring of Honor history. So um, they really, really blew it out of the water. It was awesome. Um, and I'm just really like it just gets me more excited for an ROH show, man. I just I just need it. I need like a weekly program <clears throat> with all these guys and. Of course, I don't think FTR will be always prominently featured on there, but like if you have the Briscoes signed to contracts in ROH for multiple years, like hell yeah, I want to watch the Briscoes every week. You know what I mean? So of course, of course. Yeah. So um I uh yeah. man, I, I fucking miss the soundboard, dude. I'm like so pissed that I don't have that today. Why would you I, have uh, put that on while I was ranting about FTR? No, no, you know it's funny. So I, I found I found like a a good oh shit. I think I'm installing something. Yep. I guess I'm installing something on my computer. I have no idea what it is. Anyway. Good, um, good. That's always good. That's always good stuff. I wonder why <laughs> I've had eight good. laptops in the past 10 years. <laughs> um, uh, no, I found of a, I, I thought of like a good like sound we could use whenever like we're talking highly about a match. Uh, I'll, I, I got to fucking do it next time. So I'm not going to spoil it now. You okay, don't spoil it. Okay. Not going to spoil it. Not going to spoil it. It's not anything special. Awesome. It's, it's, okay. It's good. All right, man. Well, I, I, think that's, I think that's all. I'm, I'm surprised that we got through this much of a pod of you uh, without you talking about our, our 2K matches this past weekend. Because uh, Oh, I my you would God. <laughs> wow. No, honestly, what's cruel, what's cruel is you doing – you reminded me of this without the soundboard. That's what's up. I know. I know. I, I was. I wanted to get this in now before we had to, like, have all the sounds and stuff come in. And, that's like, have you so tri- funny because I'm doing this on the next pod, too. I'm absolutely <laughs> doing it on the next one, dude. Wait, right, I'll wait, get ahead of this. I'll get ahead of this right no, now. Get ahead of it. No, please do. Please. <laughs> I want you to list the score of the Iron Man. So, Good. So, so Chris and I have done this thing in our history where like playing like the WWE games with each other for, you know, however many years we've been playing them. And, you know, there'll be times where like, we'll go on universe mode and we'll try to do all these like matches and like try to build storylines. And it just gets to a point in the night where we're just like, let's fuck it. We'll just fight each other. Yeah. And we had like a series of like, what, five matches. And I went one for four in these matches. My only win was a ladder match win. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's not true because you won the triple threat. That's right. I won the triple yeah, threat against yeah, Brock Lesnar and, and us too. Um, so fine. I was like two for three, but like the one, the last match that just ended my night, I wanted to go to bed afterwards. Brandon, but... I'm not kidding. Rage quit and deleted <laughs> the save file from the game. We did. We, we so, started, well, that's it. And then I was like, started, I, was, I, I was sleeping in the living room and I was like, yo, uh, how do I turn on Netflix? He's like, oh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I rage quit because we did a 30 minute Iron Man match. And the final score was 21 to 18 with Chris winning. Uh, first of all, 21 to eight. That was fucking 39 or wait. Yeah. 39 falls. <laughs> yeah. What, what is, what is like, it's like, I, I, you know, I hate giving you any credit, even though uh, I, I agree with you on this, the kickout system on the new game kind of sucks. 
well it i liked because- i liked like i don't like the have to tap the button thing i liked when it was like you had to uh there was like a little highlighted part and you had to hit it yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think, the, the last man standing match still has that little bit. Yeah, minute. I think you can. St- I think you can change the the settings on it. I think Ew. you can actually. I think you can actually go to that. Oh, um, the only. Th- oh the my god! Problem is that in five minutes. Yeah, the problem is with that, is that towards the end of the match when we got to like the fifteen minute mark in this thirty minute Iron Man match, is like you could do one move, right? Like not even a finisher or a signature. Like you just do a grapple mm-hmm. move and get the guy on the ground, and you can pin him. The and excuse, like the excuses are coming chris i don't i'm not, not trying to make excuses this is why the fucking match no, is 21 totally. 18 right no no because you you, you would have won if not totally yeah 100 yeah, i'm not saying i didn't say that i just said that that that's i was talking about the kickout system like when it got to that point and we were gone we were doing it for 20 minutes like the the typical iron man match that like is the right. default setting on the game is 15 so like they don't want you playing yeah. more than 30 minutes yeah, yeah, but like it still happens. So like, I mean, um, and it was, it was a, it was a, that was a little bit of weakness for you, which is totally fine. It's totally fine. That's your thing. Your thing. My, my, my yeah, weakness, man. honestly, honestly, do you want to know my weakness was in that match? I uh, not hit getting, cause reversals. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. <laughs> not getting reversals at all. Cause I remember you getting were, pissed off because you weren't able to reverse. That was the TLC match. That was bullshit. <laughs> and it wasn't the blow off. I won. Oh, so me, so me complaining about the te- the the kickout system is not is is me being a little. I gave bitch. you totally. I totally gave you credit on the kickout system, and I said I agreed with you. I'm gonna tell okay. you what my struggle was. Okay, in the moments where I had just gone up by three points, I was like, man, I feel mercy. Oh, here we <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. No, you don't. And <laughs> no, you don't. Fuck off. There was the split seconds that I thought when I was when I was up by I think one of them I was up by about four. I can't believe you're about to try to justify yourself getting losing this closely because you felt mercy I, for me. Fuck off. I was like, you know what? Let's I I want to give Brand the chance to reverse. Because yeah. honestly, Yo, you do? I, oh, you I, did. I wanted I wanted to give him the satisfaction of of coming in like a close second because i know i know i know i know a long distance go ahead brent i was gonna say the problem with with today's pod is we don't have our our cameras on so like (laughs) i wish you could see my fucking face right now because i would i think that's the beauty of it i think that's that this past week this past week for me has been because what i'm doing is i'm cyberbullying i'm not i'm not direct it's easier it's easier you you are you have been cyberbullying me since we we started recording the last podcast like we Uh, i've been i oh oh, oh, i I, i've been i've been nice this whole pod dude that's not even true oh 100 100 it was it was you that wanted to bring up the scores you brought honestly honestly brandon who, I did. I think whose fault I did. it is for me being mean to you is you. Let's be honest. <laughs> fucking gaslighting is on fucking believable right now. Uh, unbelievable. And you know what, Chris? I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I'm gonna call sure. you out. This that you would have not have been as nice if Jordan was on the podcast today. That is a hundred percent true. true. <laughs> <laughs> All that is a hundred percent true. You guys are like fucking fucking. God damn it. You guys are fucking awful. You guys are like fucking a tag team up here. Oh, fucking man. just throwing so good. every Dude, I, I, oh my God. I, I'm like so excited to, uh, you know what? We are going to pay this money for the new service. Uh, <laughs> new, uh, I'm sorry. We're bringing back our sponsor. What is it? StreamYard for this next, uh, we're not, we're not using any recording service right now for this podcast that we're tied to. We'll be back on with StreamYard. They're our new sponsor. We have cut former sponsor, Vince McMahon. <laughs> there is no sponsorship we're paying them they're not paying us asshole no 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 brand brand it's gonna come in it's gonna come in we're uh i think we're we, we still got that carlo rossi sponsor i think we could probably honestly get that <laughs> i Honest wish to God. honestly dude like if carlo rossi came in here and, and sponsored us i would be so fucking happy oh man if i don't i don't i don't spot, even know i don't even think they like speak english i don't i don't know they, they probably don't. What, what is is that is that an, is what what kind of wine is that is that italian uh, or it's is... either spanish or italian it's okay. certainly not portuguese like uh daniel garcia is <laughs> or or the color carlo rossi in, in uh wwe 2k he's not he's uh he's portuguese too yes but, uh, that is uh that's my creative character is that a folks isn't that a great name for a wrestling character isn't that great yeah. isn't yeah, it right. awesome okay 
All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let Chris get off his high horse. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, maybe a little bit of a shorter pod today. The high, but, uh, the high horse is about 21 points high or 21 feet high, rather. I'm sorry. Oh I didn't mean God. to say points there. I was thinking of something else. <laughs> you should have said balls. Anyway, um, we are, uh, we're going to be back next week. Obviously we're still trying to work around uh, Don Tony owns calendar. He's yes. Uh, yes. I know he he's, keeps uh, saying he's coming on next week. We are trying to find a date. Um, we are working with him. You know, we have work schedules and lives besides this podcast, yeah. which sounds crazy. I know. I know. Two guys doing a wrestling who podcast. Would usually, who would yeah, think? Yeah. Usually don't have that many lives. Yeah, um, I know. Right. But uh, no, I think uh, I think next week we'll we'll try to do it. Obviously, we will have Jordan on next week again. He will be yeah. back after his uh, untimely sabbatical. Um, but we uh, we will have him back. And uh, until then, uh, make sure to tune in. I think uh, next week, I think we'll talk a little bit more about uh, SummerSlam because that's coming up this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll probably honestly cover some of these same topics with Jordan. Yeah, so I want to get his thoughts on the McMahon stuff. I want to get his thoughts on yep. you know the the Gresham stuff. Um, he was at Dynamite last night, so we can right. talk about Oh, my God, yeah, we, we got to talk to him. We can talk about that, that too. Um, he probably didn't have a voice today, so it probably makes sense as to why he didn't want to that's be on true. the that's why he, uh That's why he he, he lost his smile before the, uh, before the episode. <laughs> there you go. There's there's the HBK <laughs> reference we were looking Damn. for. Nope, nope, I don't even – Brad, I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with WrestleMapPod. For Brandon and Chris, thanks for listening. Uh, oop different thing how do i say there we go